0: So surely the Lord is in this place. Amen. Hope I can keep it together. What just a powerful worship time and that communion, man. I'm in the front seat weeping. I'm like, oh, God, help me keep it together. But I believe God's here today and He's wanting to speak to us. He's already spoken to us. But 5.30 yesterday morning, God woke me up and... I just felt the drawing of His Spirit to come and preach. I wasn't supposed to preach today. But there's been a, um, a topic on my heart that I've sort of been doing a devotional on over the last 12 months or so. And, and I thought, oh, you know, one day there's going to be a sermon from that. Um, but yesterday God woke me up and it's like, do it today. So. There you go. So I believe that God wants to speak to us today. As I say, He already has been. He's going to continue to speak. So I just want us to open up in prayer this morning. Amen. So let's just open our hearts to hear what God wants to say to you today, what He wants to say to me today. God, we just um, open our hearts in surrender to You today. And we just say, Lord, have Your way Lord, whatever it is that you wanna speak to us about today, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your word will be clear, Lord, and that we who need to hear this word, Lord, would have our hearts ready and prepared to hear that word that you wanna say, Lord God. And Lord, I I just uh, surrender as I speak to the power of your Holy Spirit, and I thank you for your anointing here in this place, Lord. And Lord, even if my words don't make sense, I know that you are speaking and that you are working in people's hearts. So Lord God, we just surrender to you at this time in Jesus' name. <clears throat> you know, I believe that we're living in a time where God is drawing his people back to himself. You know, we've been, we may have been serving and loving God all our lives, But I think in some areas, and I'm speaking for myself here, we may have wandered, we may have wandered a bit from Him. And you know, if we, and I know in my life, you know, I often focus on my wants, my needs, and my relationship with God can be about, God, what can you do for me? You know, always asking for something. But lately that's been changing. That's been changing and I believe God is drawing us back to intimacy and He's drawing us back to holiness. And I pray that my relationship will be be, um, based around His desires, His desires, His pleasure. You know, may those things be my motivation. God, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And you know, if we find ourselves away from God, we don't have to be condemned. He doesn't condemn us, but He's drawing us today. He's drawing us today in a, in a loving and a tender way. He's drawing us back to the place where we should be. And I believe God just wants to take us deeper and closer to Him. You might already be close, but I believe God wants to take you closer and deeper to a greater level in our relationship with Him. So this topic that's been on my heart a lot lately, as I said, probably 12 months, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I started um, doing a devotion on this topic. And over the past year, I've just been, as I've been reading the word, I've been just, you know, get a little scripture here and there. and, And I've just been sort of adding that to my devotion. So this today has just come from this ongoing devotion that God's been just speaking to me about. 1 Peter 1, 16 says, It is written, Be ye holy as I am holy. That's a pretty daunting statement. I found that a daunting statement. Be ye holy as I am holy. God is this amazing, holy God. And that can be overwhelming to think that, Can I be like that? And you know, um, there's two parties in this statement, there's God and then there's us. And you know, I'm not gonna speak about the God part so much today, how holy He is, because I I do think that needs to be spoken about at some stage, because I think we've lost sometimes the fear of the Lord. But today I wanna talk about how can we become holy? We are called to be a holy people. You know, back in my younger days, which is a long, long time ago now, um, that, when that word holiness was spoken, it had cert- certain connotations in my mind. It, this picture came into my mind. I remember when I was a teenager, our church, this, these people from the holiness movement came to our church and they were like these ladies with their grey hair in a bun. And, and I'm not speaking, I don't want to pull them down or anything, but this is just my perception. They had long white dresses and and long sleeves and they were very holy, very holy. And I'm just like, well, that doesn't really sound like fun to me. But anyway, I know that wasn't their intention, but that's my perception as a teenager. And it was, you know, and, and I know when I was a teenager, the environment I was in, the church I was in, it was very much about what I couldn't do. I couldn't wear makeup, I couldn't wear pants, I couldn't have pierced ears. I couldn't go to the movies, I couldn't listen to the radio, all these things I couldn't do. I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. And, um, and, you know, I believe these rules in some way were influenced by that holiness movement. That holiness movement was actually started by John Wesley. So it was started and it was all about the heart when it started. But as is custom, sometimes the church or people can make things religious can't they and about rules along the way i think it started to turn into this it's all about external appearance it's all about rules when it was intended to be about the heart so holiness to me was all about rules what i couldn't couldn't do and trying to change my habits trying to change my behavior by doing or not doing certain things. That was my perception of holiness. It was all about my efforts. It was my attempt to become like this holy God. This always seemed like an unattainable goal to me, that I couldn't ever achieve that standard. So sometimes our mindsets of holiness can be living under these rules, living under these regulations. But if we only view it as doing or not doing something, right or wrong, it can become very religious. It can become very legalistic, can't we? And we can slip, if that's our perception, we will slip in and out of holiness very easily. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not always doing the right thing. So that means I'm holy one day and then the next day I'm not holy. So earlier this year, uh, some time ago, I don't know what it was. I read this scripture and it just started to really take me on a journey um, for me to have a better understanding of what it would look like in my life to be holy. So Romans 12, 1, we all know it very, very well. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvellous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred, living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. I just love how this scripture gave me a different perspective of holiness. To me, this scripture's saying it's about pleasing God. It's about being a delight to him. Let that be our motivation. Let the way we live be just a genuine expression of worship to him and have a lifestyle of worship by the way we live, by living in holiness. May the choices I make be an expression of my worship. May the choices I make be pleasing to him. May the choices I make honour God. To me now, that is what holiness is all about. 1 Peter 4.2 says, So live the rest of your earthly life, no longer concerned with human desires, but consumed with what brings pleasure to God. Let us be consumed by that, not be consumed by what we can and can't do, but consumed by what brings pleasure to God. It changes our perspective on what holiness is. So who do I model my life after to know how I can live in holiness? You know, we can spend so much time so much energy trying to keep up with trends, opinions, behaviors of this world. And we can try to model ourselves after what we see in this world that is popular and accepted. So we feel like we fit in, so we feel like we belong. But as children of God, this is not what we are called to be. We are not called to fit into this world. We belong to God and his kingdom. 1 Peter 1, uh, 14 and 15 says, As God's obedient children, never again shape your lives by the desires that you followed when you didn't know better. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. So what is holiness? Becoming like God. Being shaped to be a child of god becoming more godlike we are called to be set apart ones 1 peter 2:9 but you are god's chosen treasure priests who are kings a spiritual nation set apart as god's devoted ones he's called us out of the darkness to experience his marvelous light and now he claims you as his very own he did this so that you would broadcast the glorious wonders throughout the world. And 1 John 2, 15 to 17, 17. Don't set your affections of your heart on this world. Where are our affections? Like um, Tishish was saying that about those trophies. Where are our affections? Or in loving the things of the world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. They're incompatible. We can't love both. For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of the flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance. All these things can distract us, can't they? None of these things come from the Father, but from the world. This world and its desires are in the process of passing away. But those who love to do the will of God will live forever. As God's called out ones, we will not have the same desires, opinions or behaviours of this world. And that's okay, because that's how it should be. That's how Jesus lived. He came into this world and he, he was totally counterculture by the way he lived. And that's who we should model our lives by. John 15, he, at 18 and 19 Jesus said, just remember when the unbelieving world hates you, they hated me first. If you were to give your allegiance to the world, they should love, sorry, they would love and welcome you as one of their own. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. I have chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. I read this quote yesterday, you will never influence the world by trying to be like it. As we live, if we live exactly as the world, why are we Christians? That's a question we can ask ourselves. You know, I can remember as a teenager, I, I, um, you know, made some stands in my workplace about um, the way I would act in the workplace. And, um, you know, I got a bit of flak from it at first, but... I start, they started to respect me after a while because I made a stand and what I was saying, I was a Christian, I was. they could actually see that I was living like that and I started to earn their respect. But sometimes it's tough to live differently from the people in your workplace or the people at your school that you go to or, or wherever you are on a day-to-day basis because, you know, they may want to gossip. They may want to um, do all this stuff um, to other people But as God's children, we should look different. We should look different to that. We should stand out and be that light. So how do I model my life after Jesus? Romans 12.2 says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live in a beautiful, as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in this world. I love that. Be inwardly transformed. Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. Holiness holiness is not about behavior modification by rules and regulations, but it's a heart transformation. It's a heart transformation that will affect every part of your life. You know, we were often try to work from the outside in to change us, but the Holy Spirit, God's way, is working from the inside out. When I was, you know, younger, until God started taking me on this journey, I saw God as... This poor, poor ruler is a bit sad, but... Um, I saw God with a big stick up in the air. Can't do that can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. But he's not like that. He's not like that. I had to change my perspective. And, you know, as we have that Holy Spirit working within us, our posture will change. As we live a lifestyle of worship, our posture will change. As we live a lifestyle of surrender, our posture will change that we won't want to do those things. We won't want to do things that displease the heart of the Father. But that's an inward inward working of the Holy Spirit. It's not about the big stick. It's about what's going on inside of me that is changing me to want to please the Father. This is a scripture I pray a lot, and it's from Philippians 2.13. And I pray this um, over my life. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. That is such a powerful statement if you really pull that apart and think about it. He's working in us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. I want us to read that together in the first person. And I don't, is it up there? A statement. That God is working in me, giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I want us to read that again. God is working in me, giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You know, sometimes we don't even have a desire to do what pleases God. Are you, anyone else like that? Sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to. I just don't want to go. I don't have that desire. I don't want to, you know. But we can pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give us that desire. He can change our heart so that we have that desire. You know, that is, it, it, and on top of all that, he also gives us the power to be able to change, the power to please God. So even if you don't have a desire at the moment to please God, pray this prayer over yourself, Holy Spirit, Give me that desire, and he will. He'll give you that desire, but then when you have that desire, he will give you the power to do what pleases God. God is holy. Holiness is God. That's who he is. And as he works in us, we will become more like that. We will automatically become more holy. Philippians 2, this same scripture in the Amplifying says, For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you. Do you know if you have the Spirit of God in you today, He's effectively working in you, both to will and to work. That is, He is strengthening, He is energising, and He is creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfil your purpose for His good pleasure. God asks us to be holy, but he doesn't ask it to make ourselves holy, because we can't. We could never do that. We can't do it in our own strength. He is the one that will make us holy as we surrender to what he wants to do. So I want to talk about three keys that will start taking us on the journey of holiness. And the first one that I've found is to live a lifestyle of devotion. John 14, 15 says, if you really love me, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. And then further down in that chapter, verse 23, Jesus replied, loving me empowers you to obey my word. And my father will love you so deeply that we will come to you and make you our dwelling place. Holiness isn't about following rules. It's about loving Jesus. That's our first, first priority. Love Jesus. Keeping his commandments will then become, come from a, like an organic resp- response to our loving him. It will be an outworking of our loving him. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's, it's always about the heart, but having a, having a life of devotion, putting Jesus first, loving Jesus is the start of that. And from that love, we have that willingness to obey his commandments. When we love God with all our heart, our soul, our minds, our desires will be to please him. It will be to please him, to want our lives to honour him. If we love him, And we have that as our priority. Our desires will change. Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God. You know, may our devotion, our affections be for him first. First above all else. Like those songs we were singing today. Him first above all else. Pursue after him. And when we do, you know, obedience then isn't about rules. Obedience is about our love. Amen? So keep loving Jesus, making Jesus our priority. That is what will empower us and give us the desire to obey his word and to become holy. As we love him and pursue him, our desires will change. As we see him more clearly, we will become like him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that. So all of you that have had their veil removed can see the reflect, sorry, can, that doesn't make, removed, can see the reflection maybe, can reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. As we behold him, we will be changed. We will become holy. So my simple way at the moment that God's doing in me is just pursuing him loving him, and God is changing me. God is changing me as I seek after him. And as I do that, he will just continue to work in me, changing my desires, creating passion in me, causing my heart to be changed. So how does he work in us and on us? My second point is here that we need to live in a lifestyle of surrender, a posture of surrender through the word, through prayer, through worship. Hebrews 12, 28, since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, as we lay down our lives. There's this Psalm I love, Psalm 53, and I often pray this in the mornings. At each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you, every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. You know, I love that. I visualise my heart lying on this altar and God's fire falling down. Just every morning, surrendering, surrendering. God, just, just change my heart. Just set your fire on my heart. Make our lives a daily sacrifice through prayer and worship. May our hearts always be in a posture of surrender, always open, always open to him. Our hearts always turn towards him. Your desires, Lord, before mine today, I surrender to your will today. And, you know, as our hearts, as we have that posture of surrender, as our hearts are open, as we worship, as we pray, our hearts are open and exposed and bare before him, we need to be putting the truth in there. We need to be putting the truth into those open places, not allowing, exposing them to lies, but feeding them with the truth. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them in thy truth. Set them apart for your purposes. Make them holy. Your word is truth. Talks That word there, sanctify. That's just a word for the process of being made holy. But if we want to be holy, it says here the word is the truth. That is what takes us on that process of becoming holy is reading the word. But we have to read it in that surrendered and open position. And I believe a big part of us becoming more holy, more like God, is spending time in his word. And as we read it, I just said that, but read it with a surrendered heart. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed. This is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction And correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Wow. We want to be holy. (laughs) The Bible just tells us. (laughs) Listen to the word. Get into the word. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfil any assignment that God gives you. Do you want to be prepared? to fulfil any assignment God's give you? Do you want to be prepared for what God has for you? Say no more. Surrender to the word. Don't allow the culture of the world to dictate our thinking or our actions, but aligning our hearts with truth. This, This next bit kind of really excites me. Okay, so... In, in a different version here, when it says about the word breathes into us, it corrects us, it encourages us, it instructs us, it says, so that you may be perfect. You may be perfect. And you know, um, that word perfect has been like a love, I've had a love-hate relationship with that perfect word perfect because I've lived with this perfectionism thing all my life and it's hard to live up to that. It's very hard. So when I, thought, when I saw that, that we may be perfect, well, I, sometimes I don't want to have anything to do with being perfect because it's too unattainable. But I looked that word up in the Greek and it is artios and it means fresh or complete. From the root arti, which means, this excites me, just now just now and what excites me about this is staying in the word keeps us fresh and hearing the now word from god the now word from god what does god want to say to my life now we need to stay in this as a constant to keep constantly fresh and hearing what god wants to say to me now you know as you know last month i turned 60 and I started having this little mindset that, oh, well, getting old. You know, I'm going to be put out to pasture soon. And so I sort of started, like, yeah, well, not much more for me in life. <laughs> but the Word. <laughs> but the Word. And you know what? I read this, I read a scripture. And God just infused a freshness in me. He infused a now word into me. And I'm like, thank you, God. I'm not a has-been. <laughs> um, but it was just so empowering for the word to come and just give me that now. What do you want to do in me now? You know, what God was doing in me two years ago isn't what God wants to do in me now. It's a process. So as we go on this journey of holiness of going from glory to glory to glory to glory we need this for the now word for that, that level the now word for that level the now word for that level the now word for that level we need this word so that we can stay fresh and current in what god wants to do in our lives and that's about surrendering to that process And as we do, we will become more like him. We will become more holy as we're surrendering to what God is speaking to us. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Surrender to the power of the word in your life. Remember, holiness is a gradual process. We're not holy like God all of a sudden. It's a gradual process, and God just deals with one thing at a time, one thing at a time, but he wants us to keep growing. And I believe when God speaks that now word, he wants us to respond to that so that we do become more like him, so that we do become more holy. So if we want to become more holy, we need to surrender to that process. So going about your day, you know, and you hear those little promptings of the spirit, don't you? Uh Uh-oh, you shouldn't have said that or no, don't go there, or, you know, that's part of the process, just learning to listen to the the voice of the Spirit. And as we do, we will become more like him and more holy. And, you know, sometimes the word comes to instruct or encourage, but sometimes it comes to correct. And my last point tonight, today, is that, to make us holy, we need to live a lifestyle of repentance. When God does show us something in his word, we need to respond to that. And sometimes it might be that correcting word and we need to have that lifestyle of repentance. Hebrews 12, verse 10. Our parents corrected us for a short time for our, of our childhood as it seemed good to them but God corrects us throughout our lives for our own good, giving us an invitation to share in his holiness. He corrects us throughout our lives. He corrects us throughout the process, but it's for our own good and it's so that we can share in his holiness. So we will become more like him, so that we become the best version that he created us to be, so we can walk in sync with what he wants to do in our lives. You know, if we read this word with the posture of surrender, the Holy Spirit may put his finger on some things in our lives and we need to respond with repentance. Hebrews 3.12, so search your hearts every day, Wow, every day. That's a challenge, isn't it? So search your hearts every day, my brothers and sisters. Make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you, for it will lead you astray and make you unresponsive to the living God. Wow, I don't want to get to that place where I'm unresponsive to the living God. This scripture set speaks to me about having that everyday continual attitude of repentance in our hearts, allowing the Holy Spirit to search our hearts every day and show me areas that may be lurking in there. Because if we don't deal with those hidden things, we will find ourselves wandering and we will find ourselves one day unresponsive to God because we haven't dealt with things back here. And you know, I don't want that in my life. I want my heart to always be responsive to the word that he speaks. Our heart should always be ready to ask forgiveness if God shows us something in our hearts. You know, a few weeks ago, we had uh, a little illustration that happened at work. And I said to the girl at work, one day I'm gonna use this in a sermon and so I can go this week and say, I used it. But we had this vacuum, about six months ago, we had uh, bought a vacuum because we moved into a new office and thought, we'll thought, get a new vacuum and um, anyway, after about six months, it sort of started not working properly. It started like, I won't do the sounds, but like pulsing and not really turning off and on as you're trying to vacuum. And then all of a sudden, one day it just stopped. I'm like, oh, OK, so this is not good. The vacuum's only like six months old. It's a good brand. It should last a lot longer than that. So. We found the warranty and the instruction book and everything. And I thought, oh, hang on, I might just read the instruction book to see, you know, the troubleshooting section. And they're like, um, if, if your vacuum starts pulsing, oh, oh that's what ours is doing, you need to make sure that the filter is clean. We it, were supposed to f- clean the filter once a month, and we hadn't cleaned it since we bought it, so it was like six months. So that's why it stopped. But I thought, what a powerful illustration that if we don't keep our hearts clean, we're going to start malfunctioning. We're going to one day stop and we're going to find ourselves not not being who we should be. We're going to find ourselves far away from God because our hearts are all clogged up. So we need to keep that process of cleaning our hearts as an ongoing thing a daily thing as the scripture says a daily thing so where to from here thanks museos you can come up I'd love to sing that beautiful song here whatever it's called here again or something so just to recap today let us Take on those postures, that posture of devotion. God first, love God, love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. That's the first step. Fall in love with Jesus again. If you find yourself far from Him, fall in love with Jesus. Surrender, surrender. Have that posture of surrender that you're willing to open your heart and listen and and hear what God has to say to you and then respond in repentance if that's what God's asking you to do. And I believe as we do those things, as we live in those postures, live in the Word, live in prayer, live in worship, that we will see ourselves starting to change. We will see ourselves going on that, further on that journey of being made holy. You know, I, I just see this as, something very simple. I don't think God wanted to make things hard. Just love Him. Just surrender what He wants to do in your life and you will. You will become more like Him. You will become holy. You will. Just surrender to the process. So that today, you know, I just want to take a moment. We're just going to have some worship and I want us to stand and I just want us to Think about, you know, where's my heart at, at the moment? Where is my heart at, at the moment? Am I close to God? So good, so good. But I believe God wants to take you deeper. Or maybe you're searching your heart at the moment and you're like, I'm like that filter that is just so clogged up that I'm not functioning very well at the moment. That my heart is just, feels far away from Him. It, It feels unresponsive to the things that God is doing at the moment or I feel far away from God. Let's just do a little heart check today. You know, it's okay, no matter where you are, it doesn't matter. God doesn't condemn you. We don't condemn you. It doesn't matter where you are. God can take you, come and meet you here, wherever you are. And I believe... I just sense the spirit of God calling us today meet me here again meet me here again come come just meet with me again you know if you're just feeling so dry and barren and you haven't experienced just a fresh touch of God for a while just meet him here again meet him here again his presence is here today that we all stand That we all stand and I just want to remind you today we don't have to do this journey on our own Ephesians 2 says I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers who have been made holy by being one with Jesus the anointed one one with Jesus. We'll talk about that in communion. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can, we can be like God. We can start to go on that journey of becoming more like God. Because of what Jesus did. When we're one with Jesus, it starts the process. It starts the process today. So I just want us to take a moment to sing this beautiful song. And reconnect again in our hearts with Him. Search your heart. Search your heart. Let the Holy Spirit search your heart. And maybe as I've been speaking, you know, He's been just putting His finger on something in your life. I just would encourage you today to surrender to that. Maybe you've been you've been debating with God over something you'll be like, I don't want to do it, Lord. But today, He's calling you. Come on, surrender that. Surrender that thing. Because it's only for our good. What He does for us is only, always, ever for our good. His desire is for us to be more like Him. His desire is for us to be holy. And He wants to change our hearts so that we have that desire that holy spirit wants to work in us so we have that desire to be more like him so that we love him so much so that we don't want to do anything that displeases him but our heart's desire would be to please him as our expression of worship to him so i just want to take this time we're going to worship but if you feel that God is drawing you, God is drawing you afresh. I want you to come out to the altar and, you know, no one might pray for you, but that's okay because it's about God drawing you. It's about what He wants to do in your heart. I just want to, I just really encourage you to this word surrender, just surrender. Surrender, stop trying to strive. Stop trying to measure up, stop trying to be like this, live by the standards of the world to to, to be accepted but put him first love him first with all your heart put him back in his rightful place his rightful place in our hearts as Lord because he wants to just come and meet with you here today so if your God is and the Holy Spirit is just drawing you today I, I just encourage you to make a step out to the front as a response as a response to say Lord I hear you I hear you calling me, and I'm going to respond to that. So let's just worship it. And if God's been speaking to you, just come out and just lift your hands and say, God, I surrender. I just want to, your fresh touch, your fresh touch, your now word for me, Lord. Thank you. Thank you to Oh, we just want to put you here, Lord. since you've met with God He's drawing you to meet with Him again today change us. Come and change us, Holy Spirit. Come and change our hearts. We want to be more like you, Lord. We want to please you, Lord. We want to honour you, Lord, with our lives. We want you to be first in our lives, Lord. We're not enough unless you're with us. And God, I just pray, Lord, as we go today, Lord God, that you will continue to speak to our hearts. Continue to speak. Lord, that we won't leave this Word, this this drawing, that we won't leave it here in church, but that we would take the drawing of your Spirit with us every day and that we would be reunited with the Spirit of God in our hearts. That we would surrender to what you are calling us to do. You are calling us. You are calling us, Lord.
1: honey I think being woken up yesterday morning and having the word on her heart Tisha's communion was so prophetic in picture there was a room with the father and the son seeking communion I came but I brought all the trophies the things the things I was trying to carry and do on myself and all he wanted was us to let go and she used the word to drop Philippians 1 4 says cast all your cares and the word in the Greek means to literally let go and drop drop it And so I I, I say that and bring it to a close today because I sense God is really, really wanting to talk to us about a fresh communion and relationship with Him. And so as we leave here today, I pray that you will take this word and take today's service and, and even begin to apply it. And when it goes up on Tuesday, just on the way to work over next week, just play the podcast and listen to the message again and listen to it going over. And say, Holy Spirit, and begin to pray those prayers. Holy Spirit, would you begin to draw me again? Give me the desire but not just the desire give me the power to come to that place with you that's the difference between striving to get to that place and surrender it's just simply praying and saying lord i surrender and so father we thank you for today i thank you for uh, the sensitivity and the prophetic sensitivity of all who've been involved today and the new song and the worship we 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 say Lord we hear your voice just say that where you are Lord we hear your voice today you are speaking to us you are speaking to us individually and to corporately and normally I find when God does this it's because something is about to follow he wants to release something and so father thank you we honor you today sing that again Shane all I want. The
2: Lord is is in this place. For the Lord
1: is in this place. God bless your life family stay around for a tea and a coffee have a fantastic day today can we put our hands together for the team today all those that have ministered it's been such a great morning such a great morning